Welcome to the Arupe Jesuit Podcast, the podcast where we uncover what makes Arupe Jesuit High School such a special place. I'm Father Louis Hotop. And I'm Meredith Blattner. Arupe Jesuit is Denver's Cristo Rey High School, where students not only receive a great education, but they are also employed as interns by the school's corporate sponsors. Today we're going to talk about building student connections by talking to Mark Anderson, our maintenance director. But first, St. Ignatius teaches us to begin with gratitude. What's something you're grateful for this week, Meredith? This week, I'm so grateful for being able to work with um, some freshman students on the new school newspaper. Um, We officially, very excitingly, decided on a title. It's called, wait for it, Pedro's Post. Pedro's Post. That's great. Like Pedro Arupe. Pedro Arupe. The school, the name of the school. Yes, you got it. That's great. And so what are you working on with them this week? This week, we're learning how to lay out a newspaper um, in a program specifically called Canva. I work in the marketing department, and I use this program every single day. Um, And so teaching them the skills and helping them gain um, something new that they can bring to different aspects of their schoolwork slash everything beyond. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Those kind of skills over time, like, I don't know if students always realize it, but that's going to help you in your other classes here at school, but then also beyond that. Like, you'll go to college and have that experience, that design experience. Totally. It, even if you don't go into design or marketing, right. it'll really help. It's such a good entry skill that can be helpful in literally any field, law, business, anything really. That's great. Um, Louis, your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. Uh, this past week, I got to go to Santa Clara University, wow. uh, where I went to school. I went to grad school, and I got to visit with some of our alumni wow. who are out there. So I sat at a coffee shop and visited Nostalgia. with some of them. I brought them up for the diaconate ordinations for a, a former teacher who is also a Jesuit. Oh, very cool. Uh, and so we brought them up for the ordinations in Oakland. But it was just great to visit with some of these students. Some of them I talked last time I was here. Wow. So it was great. It was great to have that connection, to see them really thriving at Santa Clara and to see the way that Santa Clara has has stepped up, especially to help uh, first generation students. So it was great. It was a good good time to be in the Bay Area, but also to to see Arupe, you know, far beyond uh, Denver and how it's it's really thriving in other places. How awesome. So cool. Well, we're excited to share this interview with Mr. Anderson, our, our maintenance director. We're looking forward to, uh, to, to that time together. Bringing him onto the pod. Boo! Mark, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. We have a few questions for you. Um, and we're going to get started. All right. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. First question. A lot of your work um, at Arupe Jesuit is behind the scenes, making sure the school is functional. Air conditioning, heating, water filtering, and the list goes on and on. Um, but in addition to all of that, you are so good at staying connected with the, the rest of the school, especially the student body. What are the ways that you do that? Uh, yeah. So, you know, it was um, kind of a a thing that I intentionally had to think about, like my work does not, you know, normally allow for those day-to-day connections. So, um, about two years into, uh, you know, 
being here at Arupe, I had to start thinking about like, how are ways that I can get connected to them? And it started off like super simple. Like I would go up, um, during lunchtime and, um, kind of walk the cafeteria. And if there was a student I recognized or, you know, I'd had small conversations with, I would go try to strike up another conversation with, um, standing outside my office saying good morning, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So it really started off small. Um, but over the years it's kind of progressed. Um, Kairos is one of the big ways that I've done, uh, or get connected with them. Um, some of the stuff that has led out of Kairos, uh, with like the faith sharing groups, stuff like that. Um, another way that I connect with them. Um, so there's, there's big and small ways, um, that I use just cause I'm not in the classroom with them all day. So, um, but it's still a, it's still an ongoing, like, how do I do this? Right. The work that I do doesn't afford for that. So I have to be creative around that. Right. It's pretty remarkable to see a student interact with you because they just lighten up the second they see you. Um, I think because you've been so intentional about the way that you connect with them and have built little interactions. Um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that it's interesting, especially at a school like ours, because it is small enough where you can really get to know students and they don't seem as lost in the big ocean, you know, of the population at school. And one of those ways, one of the ways that you're really connecting with students is spiritually by going on these retreats, by being a part of these groups. And you and I have just come back from Kairos 51. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one question might be, uh, what, what's the takeaway that you have from just that particular retreat experience? Oh man, there's so many, um, you know, every Kairos, I'm amazed of how, uh, you know, these young people, um, you know, who could be walled off and closed off, um, walk into Kairos, not knowing anything about what's going to happen, not knowing what's going to be expected of them. And kind of the very first thing we do is say, Hey, we want you to be open and authentic. Um, and for the very large majority of them, they'll go, heck yeah, let's do this thing. And, And I mean, even more so than the adults. And then as it progresses, um, that authenticity and that vulnerability uh, just continues to kind of come out of them, um, which that's always the big biggest takeaway for me. Um, this particular Kairos, uh, the connections that I saw being made um, between student and student um, was amazing. And then also between student and adults and student and senior leaders. Um, a lot of them told me, you know, through the four days, like, I know these people, but I don't really know these people. And at the, at the end, um, it was over and over and over again. I feel like I've made connect, you know, they were saying to me, I feel like I've made connections that were lost or that I just didn't have before. And so I thought that was really cool, but yeah, the authenticity, I mean, I will always default to the authenticity that these kids Um, just provide on Kairos. I mean, it it really, truly is amazing. Yeah, and I I think a lot of that's attributed to to just their own disposition, the way that they're prepared for the retreat, just through different classes here at Arupe and the environment in the building, but also the adults that are on the retreat who who share from their own heart, who share from their own experiences. And 
I think for me, one takeaway was just seeing you so naturally do that on retreat as, as such a gift, you know, such an example, especially for young men yeah. to see uh, an older man stand up and express his faith and talk about his struggles and things like that. I think that's so essential. Yeah. And I, it does. I mean, that breaks down barriers. Um, it really does. Um, I, I, I would not even be able to put myself in a teenager's shoes nowadays. I mean, it's a different world. Uh, last time I was a teenager was a long, long time ago. And so to say, you know, I understand what you're walking through or I, I get, I don't know that that would be an accurate thing for me to say, but me sharing from my life experience or, or even recent experiences like I did on this last Kairos, um, what that then allows is them to come and say, Hey, I relate with that. Or, um, you know, this is going on in my life and it's very similar. How did you navigate that? I think that's, you know, those are where those walls start to come down. And then those long lasting relationships start to form where, you know, they'll swing by my office in the morning or if they're, you know, kind of struggling with something at home and, um, you know, there's, there's no counselors available at that time or whatever they're, they, they often do swing by my office and just say, Hey, this is something that's going on. How do I, how do I navigate this or how do I deal with this or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It gives you such an awesome opportunity to connect with them outside of school and then bring those experiences back to, um, Arupe, back to the basement of the school where you're like stationed, where you yeah. work. Um, and transitioning into where your work, where your office is, when students are down in the basement of the school, how do you, or how do they know that you're, you're present, you're down in the basement, you're there? Yeah. So, um, I mean, probably the biggest way is I'm telling them get this class on time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, the, the morning. So I, I try to come out, um, and be a presence in the hallway, you know, between that seven thirty and eight period of time. One, it's a way for me to connect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> I could get, you know, sucked into work and stuff like that. And sometimes that happens, but I really try to be intentional. Um, the other intentional thing, and, and almost probably if you ask any of the students, they will tell you um, I'm out there during passing periods, at least first and second passing period, doing the good morning knuckle bump. Um, I try to hit every student that passes by me, which is a, a large portion of the school because that's like the main highway um, between to and from classes is that basement corridor. So I really get to connect right there. Um, so those would be two ways. Um, just, I, you know, I'm also asking, like, why are you wandering? What are you doing? You know, and, you know, they're like, oh, mister, I was getting a drink or I was at the bathroom. I'm like, OK, but you can't learn nothing if you're not in a classroom. <laughs> you're in the hallway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't graduate, you can't be president. Right. That's the rules. Right. So you got to graduate high school to be president of the United States. Plain and simple. I don't know who made that rule, but that's the rules. You know? <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Well, and I mean that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's one way of saying, you know, dream big. You know, yeah, dream don't. big. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Shoot for the stars, kid. That's right. And I, I think, you know, one one project that you're intensely involved in here at the school is this renovation project that's coming, yeah. this capital campaign that's underway and looking at the the new building models and expansion of this building and, uh, you know, dreaming big. So what's, what is uh, what is it that excites you about What's coming here? You know, I think one of the coolest elements, and there, there's a lot that goes into that, and I have learned so much um, through this past, uh, gosh, we're at 15 months now. Um, 
But I think one of the coolest elements that's that's going to be uh, really student centric is going to be um, in the main entrance area. There's going to be what we're calling the student lounge. Um, and not only is it going to be a, a place that students get to kind of call their own, um, it'll be a place that they can hang out before and after school. Um, but there, it's set up in such a way that like if a, a class is kind of tired of being stuck inside their four walls, um, there's like these learning risers that they can go down there and, and kind of do class on. Um, so I really... I think that's going to be a well-utilized space from the students. I think it's going to be, like I said, very student-focused. Um, you know, the gym is going to be really cool, um, really updated and really modern and all that kind of stuff. But I'm really, like, I'm excited for that student lounge area. That's just something that Arupe really doesn't have right now. Um, you know, we've tried to create little pockets here and there, um, but this is going to be a very intentional space that, that is for the students to be themselves. How awesome for the students and for the teachers to yeah. have another space that they can expand their classroom and the different styles of learning and cater um, to the, the kids in the yeah, classroom. I'm really excited to see how it gets utilized during just the regular school day, right? Right. Um, like I could see, you know, like some of our English classes uh, they'll do Romeo and Juliet and, um, you know, they'll, they'll have the kids kind of read and act through the parts, but they're doing it as a whole. Right. I mean, I can really kind of see that, that kind of learning riser space become that space, you know, how and cool. then how cool for like, uh, visitors to come in and see like an English class happening right there in the, in the main lobby, you know, learning in action. Yeah. Learning in action. I mean, and it kind of gives that whole Rupe experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are academically focused. We are college driven, um, but we are also human beings and we need to um, have that area and that space where we can kind of just be ourselves. Oh, and it's so good, I think, for the building team and all those plans that are going in place to have your voice there to somebody that knows the students, knows the building inside and out yeah. and well, is really that, thinking, yeah. yeah, is really thinking in that way, like, What's going to be good for the school? It's not just, you know, what's the most efficient or what's going to save the most money or, you know, any of those things. What will look the best. Exactly. But, like, what's going to work for our community? I think that's so good. Yeah. I I think it'll be be a great space when it's all said and done. Um, And it'll be a space that, you know, will be a rupee for the next 20 years, right? Um, Yeah, I think it'll be great for the next generations of students that'll, that'll be coming in through those front doors. Well, and those students will be uh, giving you those Getting fist bumps, bumps yeah. in, the, fist in the hallway. Good morning fist bumps. Yeah, yeah, the basement highway there. Uh, but thank you, Mr. Anderson. Thank you for all your work here at the school. Thanks for coming to well, be yeah, on our welcome. podcast. Thanks for yeah, joining us. Fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. All right, listeners, we have one more conversation on today's episode. On this segment, we're going to bring on a student at Arupe and see what they're up to. Let's get to it. Well, Justice, so you have an internship at the Denver Museum of Contemporary Art. What do you do for that internship? 
So yes, I do have an internship at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Denver. Um, it varies each week, but my favorite thing that we've done so far is make books. So we learn how to sew books together and create just like plain books and decorate them and they're really fun and we get to publish all of our art to the museum and the world can see it. And do you feel like that is kind of up your alley as an artistic person? Yeah, I honestly, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I love getting my hands on art supplies and seeing how different things could come together, especially with other students as well. You also told me the other day that you make zines at your internship. Can you tell us a little bit about those? So zines are like, if you like magazine, it's like a little, it's kind of hard to describe, but they're little like stories, I guess. So we made an accordion zine. So it's like this book that when you open it, it looks like an accordion and it like each page tells like a different story. So you can make it one theme, you can make it different themes. It just really depends on what you're going for. Wow, how creative. That's so fun. That's great. It's an instrument, a book, a collection of art. It's <laughs> it does everything. it all. It's exactly. <laughs> okay, so now you're a senior, mm-hmm. and you have this internship, and you're applying to colleges. You're very clearly very dedicated to the performing arts. How has this impacted your college search and your application process? Um, it's been hard because... I had to limit down some schools because some schools didn't have what I wanted, but it's also been very different because for performing arts schools, I have to audition. And with that process, I have to do a lot of prep and make sure that my voice is good and that I have everything memorized and things like that. So it's been a little stressful because it's different from everyone else's application, but I'm really excited and I really hope I get into the schools I want to. So <laughs> That's great. And do you have like a script that you work with or do they give you a script to memorize? Um, it depends. So they have requirements. So I have to do like two monologues. They have to be contrasting. So one written before the 1950s and then one after the 1950s. And I get to pick those on my own. But I have to memorize them and then record them and then send them in. Wow. Look at this talented lady. (laughs) Yeah, you are so talented. Well, thanks for coming in and sharing with us in our So You segment. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Justice. Before we go, we'd like to express our gratitude to the students, staff, alumni, corporate sponsors, and donors who make Arupe Jesuit such a special place. And a big thank you to our listeners. You're the reason we do what we do, and we appreciate your support. If you want to stay connected with us and continue the conversation, be sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Arupe Jesuit and on arupejesuit.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or want to share your own stories from Arupe Jesuit, please email us at podcast at arupemail.org. We love hearing from our community. And remember, read your books, say your prayers, take care of your friends. See you next time on the Arupe Arupe Jesuit Jesuit Podcast. Podcast.